What's up, crew? And welcome to the first and last public uh, public discussion on the Taylor Welch Facebook about politics and racism. I'm getting blown up. Listen, Fred, like 70% of people are like, man, thank you for talking about this. And the other uh, the other 70, 30% are like, man, you should have never been born. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is a weird time. It's a weird time. But you're the guy. You're one of the guys I've been talking to. And I'm like, dude, everybody is saying that, you know, this isn't my lane. This isn't my yeah. place. This isn't my yeah. zone. I'm just yep. going to focus on what I do, which is business or sales yeah. or whatever. But I think that a lot of us would agree that if we if we aren't careful, pretty soon we won't have a lane anymore. Yeah. We won't 100%. have a zone anymore. Because everybody, everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's talking about it. But everybody's so afraid to publicly say anything because the social culture of our day is basically built on gaslighting. Boom. And so, man, we just we're going to start doing these talks, these convos, and I'm just doing the first one on the on the Facebook profile, and everything further will be inside of of a group. So, man, this is the the episode zero 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 zero. The extra zero four zeros are five. Four zeros. <laughs> and bro, let's just tackle some things because yeah. you are. Here's the thing. If you can't tell, I'm a white person <laughs> due to no fault of my own. It was my parents were selfish and were born white. And if you look and, at me, I, I got white you're a black teeth, man. You're a black but... man with white teeth. But here's the deal, man. Like not enough people are having conversations and yeah. the people who are having conversations, they're only having conversations with an echo chamber and that's how everything gets messed up. So I posted this morning on my Instagram, said I'm going to go live. He's He was a Marine. He was in the military and he's black, which means he's not probably a racist. So you're going to get a balanced view of life in general. Y'all, I think people are going to be like, people in the comments are probably a little shocked right now that I'm talking yeah. about race because everyone's terrified to talk about race. But dude, like I grew up in Memphis, man, half of my best friends when I was a kid were black. I didn't understand and I still don't understand how racism even is allowed anymore. But this isn't even supposed to talk about racism. How are you, my friends? Tell me what you want to talk about today and tell us about your life and your history. Exactly. So I think the other thing to Taylor's point, and, and thank you, I think this is a big deal. Um, it's cray cray because I come from the inner city and I didn't even know what racism was. So it's like this big construct that somehow, some way, regardless of whether we like it or not, we cannot unsubscribe from it. <laughs> but once we raise our awareness, we have choice. And with that choice, then we can unsubscribe. So we start to see, well, the first level is we don't know what we don't know. Then mm -hmm. the second level is we start to see what we don't know. Then the third level is we have choice between the knowing problem and the doing problem. And then the fourth level is we really don't think about it anymore than it becomes automatic. So when I was growing up in the inner city, like I had to your point, I mean, I had like maybe one person who was Korean. I had one person who was, you know, white. I, I didn't care. You know, we were just we were just happy kids doing what we did. Now, the disconnect came in when all of a sudden I started going outside of my lane, so to speak, and I saw people in bigger houses and I'm in the row homes and, you know, we got roaches all over the place, turn over the lights, whatever, you know, I, that was my normal. It's, that's my reality. But then I go a mile out and I'm seeing multi-million dollar houses and I'm like, I want that. 
Why can't I have that? How didn't I get it? It wasn't even like a matter of not, me not being happy with what I had. But to me, that's where the mechanism of me, um, I don't want to use too big of a word, but synthesizing, seeing something that I didn't know. And I'm kind of going, well, how do I get there? And why wasn't I there in the first place? I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, it totally does. I think like a lot of a lot of people who are white, they are incubated from it. They don't even understand. They don't even know that there's such a thing as racism yeah. until you get old enough to really realize the big divide, which is probably in the judicial system. And that's exactly right. So when I went to college, I only did like three semesters. And then that's when I really saw this huge gap because I went to like a Jesuit school out of all places. Right. So this brother coming from the hood, going straight to a Jesuit school, bro, <laughs> you, you figure that one out. And then, you know, I was like the token guy. I was a cool guy. I had the kid and play Afro where I could take my hair and pull it all the way down to my nose. You know, but I had the bright cross colored clothes and people were like, man, you know, is, is who is this guy? Why? And you know, they got their polo shirts on and the J crew, all these little, divisions, all these little nuances. And when I was experiencing that, I didn't know whether or not they had me there because of how smart I was, because I was smart enough to get into the school. I got accepted to U of Penn, Westchester, Liberty University, which is a Christian college, and a few other high-level Ivy League colleges. And I got to Loyola. So then I'm just like, are they, are, do they like me because of my brain or do they like me just because I'm black? And I found out that I was a token black guy. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, forget about how smart you are, dude. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, we need you to keep you here so we can hit our quota. Which, dude, you know what? I was talking with somebody this morning about, like, just that. I don't know how to fix that unless unless we're willing to talk about it. Yeah. And the problem is it's such an emotional topic that anytime you do talk about it, the labeling that happens linguistically I think a lot of people who are like myself, man, like I, it's not, I don't understand. It's not my fault. Like I didn't do anything wrong. I haven't, I haven't done anything, but then you realize that you actually sort of have done something wrong because you've never really spoken about it. And then, but when you try to speak about it, you get yelled at and you don't even get yelled at by, I don't, I'm not getting yelled at by people who are the same colors. I'm getting yelled at by people who are not like, it's like, well, what do you do? You're, you're damned. If you don't, you're guilty. Yep. And then you're guilty if you do. And I think it's just, man, it's tough. Bro. And you're one of the most, you're the most educated person I've ever met. You're probably one of the most experienced people in, and dude, we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about Russia, Putin. We're going to talk about the freaking cabal. We're going to talk about the federal reserve. Where did it come from? Mm -hmm. People, people are confused because they do not understand their history. Yes. And when it comes to the, the, uh, like what just happened in Georgia, for instance, there's two sides to this, man. And this is, this is where it's, it's confusing. On one side, you got two idiot white people mm -hmm. who are idiots. And man, let's deport them or worse. Or I'm just going to stop my language there. Cause like, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah. Like there's no chance they would have done that to a white person. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like if they should be, they should gone. But then you got the media who knew about it on February 24th and they waited until right now. And there's two sides to this. And dude, our, we have a system that's designed not to make us come together, but to split us apart, to make us yes. hate each other. Yes. And if you cannot, if you can't step back and think about this, I mean, there's two issues going on. One is the race issue. And two is, is the issue that race isn't even the issue. It's a weaponized playing card. Mm. which one is worse? I mean, dude, they're both bad. They're both evil. 
And unfortunately, people are just prey to their emotions and they get swayed around by rhetoric and words. Yeah. And we then we get confused about the real issue. Nobody's even talking about it anymore. Yeah. You know? You know, yeah, and I, and I think to your point, T, the biggest thing now is that it's amplified even more because most people are at home. So now there's no distractions. Now, like the water is all out of the country and the world. You know, we had all of this. Now we're at the rocks. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing. There's mm -hmm. no distractions, no sports, no nothing. So now an ugly baby is an ugly baby. You can't be like, oh, I like those clothes. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, it's an ugly baby. So let's go ahead and how do we fix this? You know? And, and yeah. to me, when I first heard about it, I was, I was shocked because even for what I've done all of these years, um, it's, it's just, I know for a fact that I have to work five times as hard, but why? I mean, it's almost at a point where, like you said, I'm already a Marine, so I've got that PTSD stuff going on. Not to mention the fact that social, you know, me and you had many talks, man, you're talking about whiplash coming from working at such a high level. So all of a sudden I have to figure out the right clan and click to be with. I mean, this is just a lot of stuff for me to absorb. I can't even imagine somebody who had their average workaday world. All of a sudden they stop because the world stops and then something like this happens. It reminds me of well, actually when I was in boot camp because boot camp, like you're in this bubble and everything is amplified. So like when you go to boot camp, literally when you come out of the Marines out of 12 weeks, it's a whole different world. The only difference between there and here is the fact that we have the TVs and the stimulus. So when something happened on the outside world, we were insulated as in the Marine Corps, but now everybody can see everything. So when this happened, this event, I mean, it happened within seconds to your point, but why aren't they just, why aren't they talking about it immediately? What's the hidden agenda behind all of that stuff? Yeah. So quick question that I want to get into. Uh, I want to throw back 60 days to that text that I got from you that said, bro, are you Oof. sure you're ready? The deets. <laughs> the deets. He said, are you sure you're ready because you're about to go, you're about to exit the matrix? Yes. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I called <laughs> you. I was like, I don't really know, man. And then yeah. I just got whiplashed. So we'll go into that. But real quick, just like, because I think like everyone, everybody, everybody's missing the point with, with like everybody's missing the point with Georgia and what's happened. And dude, I think if there's not justice done with those two guys, man, there's going to be riots that are going to make everything else look small. And dude, I think there should be, I think sure there should be white people protesting that as well, yeah. because if you can't, if you can't be protected in the ju judicial system, then that is to me, that that's, that's might well, as well be slavery, bro. Well, how, how, how do you keep, how do you keep your, I don't know if you want to say something right now, but I had a question. I have a question. How, how do you how do you keep how do you keep your how do you how do you pursue victory over victimhood when you've been subject to this? Like how how do you what's the balance here of like man one victimhood is real, but how have you kept your head straight, dude? Is it just the Marines or like what what what's going? How do you do it? Teach us. That that's an amazing question, bro. I'm so glad I just have my military bear in there to just listen to it because it, it does get tough. It's very, very intense and emotional on my side. Um, I think the biggest thing was to realize that at the end of the day, um, I had to focus in on something bigger than me, a bigger mission, a bigger vision. And, and me and you have talked about that in the past, you know, as far as I might have a larger purpose. You know, me and you were talking behind the scenes, like, you know, there's something bigger here. And I always dreamed about that when I was younger. Because I, I, I'm very empathic, so my, so are my kids, like we feel a lot of stuff. So for me, what I had to realize was two things. 
the world wasn't fair, that I had to get used to it. But more importantly, I think the biggest thing was I kept asking myself this one question. And then one question was, what don't I know? Like I became this ultimate seeker. And, and I, this is the first time I'm ever sharing a story publicly. So there was this one teacher back in when I went to high school. Her name was uh, Frabeer Williams. And she said, I'm going to give you guys a gift that nobody on this planet will really ever give you because they're trying to take it away. And that was the gift of research. And she showed us really how to use a method, how to use a pattern, how to use a system and how to process things to dig as far as we need to go to get the answer and make our own decisions. And I took that one skill that she gave me. And this is this is still what I use to this day. And it's enabled me to really not become emotionally compromised to the point where most people do. That was the first key distinction. The second one was when I went into the Marine Corps, actually even before the Marine Corps, um, I did door-to-door -door sales. <laughs> so when I did door-to-door -door sales for like three years before I joined the Marine Corps, actually the Marine Corps was easier than doing door-to-door -door sales. I really had to focus in on how do I approach something without being emotionally compromised in less than seven seconds. That taught me a lot of bit, a little bit more of the bearing. But the Marine Corps put the icing on the cake because once I went through boot camp, the first 12 weeks is nothing but mindset. You focus on the first 12 weeks of being just a Marine and what that looks like. Then you go to the school of what the reasons why you went into the Marines or whatever. But that system right there, those three steps, I think was the real key factor because that actually gave me the uh, the 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 high level and the low level with the experience so I could mesh it all together and mash it up to still make me, me. And, and I think, and even like, if you, if you hear my language right now, I was taught by the Marine Corps to speak like this because I did broadcasting. So in Philly, they said the two people who fell our classes are from Philly and Texas because you guys got access like water and all the other stuff. Right. So, <laughs> so everything, so that, that whole, that whole conditioning is really what enabled me at the end of the day to really understand that, we're human beings first, okay? Mm. And then I had to learn as well as unlearn. And I think those are the two things, key distinctions that most people don't make. You know, we're, we have the right to change our mind. We have the right to unlearn what we've learned and we have to forgive ourselves. And that was the biggest thing mm. too, because I was angry. I mean, you're talking about being hot. So imagine you have an M16A2 service rifle in, in combat or you're in a combat situation like I was out in the Persian Gulf. You have to use discernment. You can take somebody's life at the flick of a switch in one click. You know what I'm saying? So we had to learn that bearing that I was talking about earlier. And I think that whole summary, summation of just that experience, I mean, I've learned shortcuts to, to, to show people how to do it, but you've got to go deep. I mean, this stuff is hard. It's, it's, it's beyond yeah. anything. I've had to cut a lot of people off. I've had to cut off a lot of friends and quote unquote family um, because at the end of the day, I just wanted to have my gift to shine. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what it I Makes so much sense. And like one of the comments I want to just mention real fast is Karanda says, and this is like, I, I think this is 100% true. The question of the day, how do I pursue victory over victimhood when the system is set up against me? That's a tough hmm. question. That's a real question. I got an answer. Let's go. <laughs> well, the cool thing about it is you have to learn what you can control and what you can uncontrol. Because I can't sit here and worry about the things that I know are stacked against me, but I can research them. I can learn the rules because they have a system. All I have to, it's no different than if I was to go to, go to play football, it's this wide, it's this high and this deep. So I got to realize that it's a game and either I'm going to play or be played. Okay. So now that I know it's a game, 
What are the rules? Oh, they're not going to tell me? Okay, I'll have to research it. And that's that's really as simple as I can make it from a very high level without getting too far into the deets. But I think if you take that system and just understand that, hey, you know, we're in a game. We're all in a game. Think about it. Even the even everybody who had all these resources when the economy just stopped, we're all beat to some sort, sort of extent. So, I have one more thing to add to that as well as something that you taught me uh, several months ago. But uh, if if you guys are watching this and you think it's valuable, just let me know. Let Fred know. Let us know in the comments. I, I personally am under the belief that because there aren't enough people talking about it, um, we have an obligation. You have an obligation if you're watching this to share it because we're bold enough to talk about it. Yes. And some of you, some of you guys on here, I see you. I know you're white. You know, share it with people because you're not brave enough to talk about it and that's fine. Or maybe you don't have the data to talk about it. Maybe you, maybe it's not your place to talk about it, but you can definitely share information that can help. Like this is how information needs to spread. Yes. It's through people who are not necessarily biased. They're not necessarily emotionally charged. You know, they're not value signaling. They're just showing you how to think through the world uh, on your own. And we're going to do more of these and, for real, like I want to encourage you to share this because I feel like people need to hear it. But one of the things, Fred, you told me too, specifically about racism, and this ties into our friends who we don't like, Mr. Soros, and the one yeah. percent of the one percent. You got to know where racism really comes from. And right now, it does not appear that racism is coming from me or you or our our people. It's actually a tool that is being funded lands and manipulated as a card to control you know, geopolitics talk yeah. talk either confirm or deny that and share a story if you want to 100 well a little bit about my background for answer that question i'm not gonna go too far into my background but in the marines in addition to what I, like my teacher miss williams taught me in high school i had to um, I went to the School of Journalism and the School of Broadcasting. So we're taught a little differently as far as what you're seeing out here in the mainstream Mockingbird news as to how to really look for information. Oh, he said it. He <laughs> said Mockingbird. I guess we got to go there now. <laughs> yeah, we got to go there, bro. No filters. That's, that's legit. No filters. <laughs> Let's go all in. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. So, so when when that that mechanism that they're that I would say they instead of putting a name on there but we can we can go to names okay. later okay okay so so as far as like the the again guys i'm telling you when you really see that this is a game and understand that the players are at such a high level that they don't want you to mention their name i'm telling you, the perfect example is to look at a football field right you've got the players on the field you got the coaches on the side and the people we're talking about are in the skybox and they own the stadium <laughs> and they may own the land around them. That's what we're talking about. It's really that serious. And I don't expect you to believe a word I say. I challenge you to really go and think about that and put some examples to it, because that's the only way we're going to be able to break out of our own matrices. So go back to what you were saying, T. I kind of went off on a tangent there. My bad. <laughs> oh, you just validated. All right, so two, two, three months ago, you know this this lockdown has been uh, it's been the greatest red pill of all time. If you don't know what red pill means, go watch the movie The Matrix. And I think it's it's definitely backfired. Is the deep state real? Yes. Um, if you don't believe that, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means you're ignorant. No, no offense, but yeah. there there are there's so much th there's so much data that points to it. So I call Fred one day because I'm freaking out. 
And I'm like, dude, how is this possible? We have a constitution. We have a bill of rights. Do you think it's going to go this way? No, we were actually, we were eating dinner in California and I started asking you about things. And, um, you know, Fred doesn't tell everybody how smart he is. He just does his thing and lives his life. And sometimes you don't know, because this is the thing, like, this is, this is the, the nature of our social like evolutionary psychology. There's two things that are going to keep you alive. Number one tribe. You got to find a tribe because the division of labor is going to keep you alive. Number two, conformity, because conformity is going to keep you in that tribe. Mm -hmm. This is old, old, old psychology. Nobody and nobody wants to talk about something that they don't feel like other people are going to agree with them on because then you exit the tribe. So we have old psychology it evolutionarily built into us that's no longer serving us. And we started talking. And you were like, check this out, check this out. And I'm like, dude, no way, no way, no way. You're crazy. Brad's one of those crazy people. You know, you read about him in the news, like the, the Alex Jones, Fred and Alex Jones are like BS. And then I, I got to call with him in the next 10 minutes, Steve. No. <laughs> he's talking about eating his neighbors right now. He's crazy. He's like losing his mind. Started reading, dude. And, and you started sending me stuff. And, um, Man, we started just going down the rabbit hole. And I remember one night I was back in Nashville and you called me and you put me on the phone with somebody that, you know, way up, way up, way up, way up. And most of these people go crazy yep. because, because they, they see the puzzle and they see how it works and then they can't do anything about it. And that's called like purgatory that's called yeah. hell yeah. when you see an issue but you are handcuffed not able to do anything about it yep you know that was me so yeah 100%. tell us about it well that and that's one of the reasons why it's actually taken me over 20 years just to get to this level to even talk to you yet alone anybody about it because and on my level i had a secret clearance but i have to explain to you guys exactly what that means and the reasons why that's important you see there's there's levels to information and when you have people who are starting to wake up or they're frustrated they're angry they're upset they know something's just not right it's just because they don't have the right information so when you get to like get a clearance in the military and all this other stuff they do the background checks just so that you can get some words <laughs> just think about that for a second let that sink in you know just sink in how powerful that really is so you're crossing over to the other side of something else that the rest of the world knows because if somebody else finds out it could damage either their tribe which is a high level tribe or it, it just goes into certain areas that you just don't want to talk about so my, my point to you is when you're out here wanting to be red pilled or you have questions just and the stuff that i was sending t was a hundred percent legit stuff like this is straight like this isn't even this is beyond media level stuff. I'm giving him military grade information. Just like, look, this is it. Don't believe what I say. Just check it out. And that's really how we got to this level to even get here. But but I I put him on the phone with one of my high level guys who has just super high clearance access at one point in time. Does some amazing stuff in the military. And he's about nine cents short of a dime. Love to death. But the reality of it is when you have these frustrations and he even told T, he was just like, look, man, I'm out here by myself, <laughs> you know, the conversation, we, we, we didn't, we didn't, even, I didn't even expect the conversation to go in that direction, but he finally, 
Taylor has a unique ability to get the truth not only out of people, but to actually get them to confide in them. And that's the first time I even heard him say that. And I've known this guy for 20 years. Like we were in the military and the Marines and the Persian Gulf together. And he actually was watching me do some stuff that I could have actually lost my life over. So for him to open up like that, I mean, it goes and he just him and him and a few other guys, they've kind of they, they kind of have this high level information. And Taylor was telling me, he's like, man, do I really want to know this? <laughs> my my we say my child, my 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 innocence yeah. is ruined. It's true. Oh, it's morning, 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 my, yeah, morning, your innocence. Because because, dude, when you when you get it and this is what I posted, uh, you know, I started studying, dude, because of you, I started studying Germany. Wow. And you kind of kicked me into a little bit of that. If you guys don't, Fred freaking went to the school of cryptology. Okay. So like he's, he's never, he's not giving me anything like, Hey, here's exactly what happened. He's like a little bit here, a little bit there. Oh, by the way, go read this. And I'm having to figure some of it out by myself, but this is what I posted about like a couple of days ago on Instagram. It's like, man, if, if you, if you study Nazi Germany and, and how they, how they did things, it was easier to run than it was to push against. It was just easier, man. And we cloned all of it. We took all of it. We took the shadow government. We took their weapons, the V2 rockets. We took their bioweaponry. We took their vaccines. We took their pharmaceuticals and we took their scientists. And with that, we took their racism and we installed it into what? CIA, NSA? I don't even know, dude. I, I just know that when you uncover that, dude, for me, I was like, dude, it might be easier for me to just not know, you know, yeah. it might be, yeah. my life might be better if I don't know anything, but then I was like, dude, that's, that's cowardice. Come on. You well, know? yeah. I mean, T you're right. Here's the thing though. It's the, the problem that we have in society right now is the fact that sometimes information needs to be in a certain order but because there's so much information out there, most people don't know what to look for, let alone how to look for it. Because everything that I've shown you, for the most part, is readily available. You just have to know yeah. what page it's on. You just have to know where to look and how to look for it. So listen, I want to be super clear on that part because I'm not giving up you know, secret, top secret information just for the record. Okay, I'll never do that because I have covenants that I have to honor still to this day. But, yeah. but what I will say is that you know, anybody can learn what we're learning, but you have really have to be in enough pain to understand if you want to cross over that chasm of pain, that there is a system, there is a process, there is a flow. And that's one thing I noticed about you. You're very pattern oriented like me, you know, and, and again, a conspiracy theory isn't a conspiracy theory just because you're making it dismissive. What that really means is you're you probably need more information, but I can't tell you because it sounds like I'm selling you. But if you say it, then it's your truth. And that's one of the reasons yeah. why I just kept giving you a little bit over here. Take a look at this. Look at that. Da, da, da. And ultimately you go, oh, wow. You know, it's just like my phone number. If I'm off by one or two digits, you won't be able to call me. So when you're looking up this information, it's the exact same way. You just have to be able to be willing, open, and be, like you talked about, stepping out of your lane. I, I, uh, dude, I'm so far out of my lane right now, you have no idea. <laughs> you know, but the, but the reality of it is, it needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed because then we can have choice. I would rather yeah. have people have a doing problem than have a knowing problem because the knowing oh, problem yeah. to me are the worst ones. Mm, yes. And if you know something that is valuable and you know that there's a cost to not sharing it, and you don't share it anyways, you're the issue yes. and you're the fraud. And by the way, that applies to racism. 
It applies to the almost 1 million kids who disappear every year, which is a conspiracy, by the way. Maybe let's go down that rabbit hole for a minute. And, and guys, if you have questions, let us know. But where did conspiracy theory come mm. from? Mm. Well, um, that is actually another social mechanism that was designed back in the late 50s, I believe. And again, these things are all designed so that we can't have relevant, meaningful discussions. To me, that was the first known mechanism that was ever published nationally or internationally that people still use to this day. It's 50 years old and people still use it like it's cool, <laughs> you know? Yep. But now it's a part of the culture. And that's what I was telling Taylor. Like a lot of the stuff that you're seeing right now, I experienced 30 years ago. So you're talking about the law of the crystal ball here, where because this stuff is so predictive that you're in it and you're not even aware of it. So I'm gonna give you another example. I learned a lot of the social helplessness from being in the inner city. There, there was literally four generations of me not knowing what I didn't know. So by the time it was time for me to be born, history does repeat itself. But the problem is, I don't know what my history was. So I'm just in a form of a learned helplessness, and this is what I need to expect. I just happen to be a super curious person to be able to ask that why question, and I wasn't accepting because I said so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes. that's what just kept me really intense and, and engaged with this whole process. What year was Conspiracy Theory Coins? I want to say it was 1954. I can look it up real quick. It's actually what, you can literally look it up. What, what organization coined it? Oh, the Central Intelligence Agency. CIA is dirty as it gets. And we got propaganda in large part from Hitler Oof. because they perfected it like a weapon. And they went to the movies, then they, they hit the, the news. And if you read, there's a book called, um, I think it's A Few Ordinary Men. You know that book I'm talking about, about the uh, Nazi police force? Um, write it down and maybe look it up. But it talks about the, like, they're the, in, in Nazi Germany before the war, they, this person went in and studied this group of police officers and they were good, decent men with no history of murder or lying or, you know, and then they started murdering people, experimental orders. How did the, how did Germany do this? They literally reprogrammed the parts of the brain that determines right and wrong, mm -hmm. man. We got all this. The CIA was fascinated with Nazi Germany. So fascinated that we fought, Russia to grab their scientists. We wanted them. It was a mad race. You know, Churchill wanted to execute all of all of Nazi Germany and Russia didn't want to. And guess who else didn't want to? The United States of America. Isn't that funny how we, you know, we were in war against them, but then, oh, no, 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 no. Let, let's take them. Let's shelter them and take them. It's Operation Paperclip. You can look it up. So the CIA created a conspiracy theory. And in large part, that was used to cover up the idea that Americans can think for themselves, but now they can't because if you think for yourself, I mean, you're a conspiracist. Go just go get a tin hat and parade out in the street. Where's my tin hat, bro? I used to have one. <laughs> isn't that isn't that fascinating that like literally they figured out how to prevent people from being able to think? Yes. So, T, can I jump in for a sec? Yeah, go for it. I'm just on a roll. Go for it. <laughs> no, let's 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 talk. I want to talk about how they can take this knowledge and use it in their in their world right now. You know, because sometimes a lot of this stuff people just need to test. So here's a test for you guys. 
I'm 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 gonna prove something to you right now without going down any rabbit holes. Let's just keep. I'm uh -oh. gonna keep this one super high level. All rabbit. Right? I see how you use the word rabbit there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go down any white rabbit holes? <laughs> hey, nobody gets my, that. You see my hat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so over there, we gotta we gotta warm up to that. You gotta right, warm back up to, to that. You. <laughs> so check it. Well, anybody can do this experiment. This is how hidden in plain sight things are. I know it sounds crazy, but just trust me here. For Just believe what I'm saying for the next two minutes. Just go get your average Ray-Bans, right? Go to the gas station. Go to like a, a, a regular building, right? Look at the side of the building, and you're going to see, in most cases, windows, right? Put your glasses on. Just do, do something that simple. What are you going to see? And we've all experienced this if you've had those UV glasses. You see like the little squigglies in the in the in the windows. They were always there in the first place. So what was different? The only difference was you just put on a different filter to be able to see things. It was there. It's it was hidden in plain sight. That's how obvious this stuff really exists. Because again, we just don't have the right filter to be able to see these things. And some people think that that example is a little ludicrous, but when you really stop and think about how profound that really is, who said this had to be hard? Who said that you had to have this huge complicated mechanism to keep people enslaved in, 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 their, in their heads? It's really that simple. Even right now, like sports, I like sports, but if you look at the history of sports, it goes back to even the Roman times as a distraction for the people while everybody else was glomming up power. It, it's history repeats itself. This stuff is very predictable. So you can use this in your real world by, by just asking yourself, and this is one thing I learned from T, was like, look, what do your daily rituals look like? What do your patterns look like? What are your current filters like in your world? If you're frustrated, what don't you know that you need to know? I'm gonna give you one more example. It's no different than having, I'm gonna show my age here. You know, for those people who had need to Google a cassette tape, <laughs> you know, you can put a cassette tape into, into, the, into the player but what most people don't know is that both sides are playing at the exact same time. The only difference is that you have a filter so that you can hear side A and side B. And that's the way the world really works. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it necessarily ex doesn't exist. If you don't believe me, just don't pay your electric bill. <laughs> you know, it's really that simple. Yeah, the Romans called it, you know, bread and circus. Number one, people can't starve because then they'll revolt. They have to have enough food. For their, you know, you have to have enough of the basic necessities so that they're not in a period of revolting. But they also have to be entertained because without yeah. entertainment, that's the circus part. Without entertainment, people begin to do this dangerous activity called thinking. Mm -hmm. If you're hungry or you're bored, those are the two things they had to avoid: bread and circus. Mm. And go for it. So, yeah, so you maybe just triggered another point on me. So one of the things to your point, I don't use this information to be dangerous because, and, and again, you can learn enough of this stuff to be dangerous and that's enough to burn down a house. I'd rather have a candle so that I can become illuminated and then I can take that candle and share it with other people. And I think that's how we need to look at this information. It's neither good nor bad. We have to use discernment to say, hey, you know what? This is what works in my world. Okay, maybe T and Fred are a little cray cray right now. So let me just test that, <laughs> you know? But, and then come back to these, come back to these uh, audios that we're doing and just really match it up against that because that's how we learn. You know, we have to be willing to, to really uncover our own brilliance because are those thoughts that you're thinking, are they your thoughts? Are they somebody else's thoughts? And that's what Taylor's getting into. 100%. And you said illuminate, which yeah, is a little close to Illuminati, but I'm going to let that one pass. <laughs> let that one slide. Um, so, hey, back to back to the journey of uh, 
of me and you and just the, the process of illumination. Do you think that the current uh, climate of events, the, the virus that I will not attach a name to because I don't want to be suppressed, do you think it's a trial run for something bigger? Is it a drill? Uh, obviously, it's real. People are getting hurt by it. But is it as bad as what they say it is? Like, what's going on, man? Oof. Wow. You hit a big one. Anybody can no. <laughs> Anybody can look in history and look at the last hundred years. We've always we've always had some type of pandemic. Just think about that for a second. So we had the Spanish flu, nineteen twenty. Which, which by the way, came, the Spanish flu came shortly after Rockefeller brought pharmaceuticals over from Germany. Mm -hmm. It's probably a coincidence, like everything else. But yeah, it's nothing to see here. We can move on to something else. Yeah, just ignore so, it. The, the Spanish flu, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Yeah. So we have this pattern of every hundred years of kind of like a takeover. And actually, there's a book I need to think about the hundred year war. I don't know if you've ever read that book, mm -hmm. but the way that these things work is, is real simple. It's usually typically generational where people will have breakthroughs like every 30 years. So the cycles have gotten a lot faster. There's a lot of things that are that are or were on YouTube that are being deleted right now. But I would have to say it like this, Taylor. If you if you like the last time you physically saw me, what I've dropped about 50 pounds. And, and the reasons why is because I, I'm, I as long as you take care of the basics of yourself and your health, then you should be fine. There's a lot of things that we don't have because of our current um, our cultural conditioning plus our health stuff. So to answer your question more directly, yes, I think things are being engineered. Um, but yes, we have choice as to whether or not we can let them assimilate us. We what have about, to own it. What about vaccines? Um, Which came, also came from Germany because there was a hammer or a, a weapon and then there was a shield. This is yeah. bioweaponry at its finest, but... I'm not an anti-vaxxer, are you? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I think you need both because they are healthy. However, here's the problem. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. Um, we use some disclaimers up front. <laughs> you know, I actually got shot with anthrax and all of that stuff when I was in the Marines. So I know what it's like to get the real heavy vaccines. But what I can tell you is that they have two different purposes. So to me, it would make sense to, number one, own your body on yourself, take responsibility for you, make sure that you're eating as clean as healthy as possible. But the other thing is that sometimes there are super bugs out there Yeah, you're gonna need that kind of stuff. So I'm not, I'm not adverse to it. Um, I have had them before in the past, but I believe also that I need to take responsibility as much as I humanly can, because I'm all about longevity. So yeah. if there's one or two things that I can do that can help me live an extra five or 10 years, I'm, I'm in with that. So I don't I think I think from a healthy perspective, we would just need to look at both to see which one would match our current needs at that time. I've, what is a Frankenstein virus? <laughs> Alex, I'll take Frankenstein virus for 400. <laughs> People don't know, man. I didn't know. Yeah, All right, that's too deep. That's too deep. We'll come back up to the surface. Uh, we're hitting 39 minutes here. If there's anything you guys want us to talk about, this is just the first of many that we're going to do. And by the way, I will likely be deleting this after we're done. So hop into the group that I linked. Um, hop into the group that I linked and me and Fred are going to be in there. Because I think another another issue right now is, me and you talked about this before we went live, is regardless of what's true, false, or in between, 
we have to talk about things. Mm -hmm. We have to talk about race. We have to talk about health. We have to talk about the government. We have to talk about this is what our country was founded and built on was the, yeah. literally the First Amendment people like it's about talking. Yes. And I think a lot of people are not able like, man, I was I was lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it, that I can pick up the phone and call Fred because I can talk to him without getting judged or laughed at. And I can be led and he can be patient with me and we can have conversation. He can be like, ah, see, that's not that's a little crazy, man. Like, I, that's not true. Or no, you need to think about this. And so many people don't have a space to talk about anything. Man, I'm in I'm in a um, I'm in a group right now that they are, uh, you know, they're providing updates for the virus. And man, it is the most echo chamberish group I've ever seen in my life. Nobody can ask questions without getting yelled at for conspiracy. Nobody can talk. It's it's gaslighting. It's yeah. legitimate gaslighting. And you know, I don't I don't necessarily want to open up a can of worms and let the crazy people come out, but we need a space where we can have conversation. Yeah, yeah. T, let's jump on that real quick because I think to your point, like I, I've had to use so much discernment in the past. This two reasons why literally for the last 20 years I have been on airplanes just traveling around the country, only dealing with people who are high-level thinkers. I mean, and that's hard to do. I mean, I've, I've missed a lot of weddings and birthdays and all the other stuff that goes with it because to your point, when when you have a group like this, we have to protect the best interest of the thought, the collective thing that goes on there. I know a crazy person when I see one. Okay, it is what it is, you know. But at the same time, I shouldn't be considered crazy because I'm challenging your thought. If if you're if you're that confident in what you're thinking, then you should bring the data, not the drama. Data, not the drama. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, man. That sounds a little loony. If you ask me, <laughs> talking about nothing to see here. Data, nope. crap. Yeah. Um, what What do you want to? Where do you want to go from here? You want to tackle anything else? Or you think this is a good wrap for number one? Um, I saw some pretty good questions in here. Uh, one of them was like, "Do you know anyone who has been vax damaged personally?" Yes, I have. Um, I was actually too a little bit, um, but I think to to a certain extent, if you're relatively healthy. Sometimes the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. In other words, I had to learn that mindset from being in the Marines because, again, I, I couldn't turn down oars like I was. You will do this and blah, 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 blah. You know, I suffered a little bit, but they but I was able to still fulfill the mission because in the Marine Corps, it's a little bit different. It's mission accomplishment, troop welfare. So to answer your question, yes. Um, I think also at the same time, you have to be able to. You got to do your research, guys. It's, there's no yeah. other way to say it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's no other way to say it. So yeah, there's some good questions in here, T. Hit them. I haven't. Uh, uh, I've been too distracted to look at questions. <laughs> we need to do better. I have a list of questions from Instagram, though. We can hit some of that as well. Um, Daryl, I love you. I can't answer that one right now. It's too high level. Dude, we would get. We, yeah, we we'd have uh, to. <laughs> You see, yeah, you can't yeah. see. You can't, we can't talk about that one just yet. We can talk about it later, but not not off. Definitely, definitely off. We'll warm up to it. We'll yeah, and, and it. let me let me put it this way: there is a process that I've shown Taylor that we can have safe conversations in a public environment without necessarily having other unseen forces come at us. So I'll share that process with everybody. Can you share anything about Bill Gates? Yes. If we can't fix a virus on a computer, why would you fix it in my body? Okay, but that's. That's rhetoric, but <laughs> it is true. But bro, he ain't a doctor. He's 
how how have they set him up to be the the leader of this dude i can tell you look from my own personal experience because i can only talk about what i've seen through my own personal experience when you've got more money than god people get bored and people want and start to we mean taylor i've had that kind of conversation of being god or being godlike the the truth of the matter is i don't want to be god i'd rather you know we this is if you believe this stuff of course but you know i i believe that we all have powers that we have to unleash we do have our own superpowers so i think sometimes people get they they push they push the envelope just, just to see how far they can go with things but if you're not fighting it guess what they're going to keep going and i think that's what's happened in this case and i'm being real about that you're being real and you're also being chill because i think you want to wait until we can you got this is like building blocks right like yeah, 100%. you can't go to the top of the pyramid without the foundation because if you just go into you know yeah he's kicked out of india can't go back to india kicked out of parts of africa can't go back why well we got to cover that stuff first because yeah. to a normal civilian non-critical thinker it's like, man, what he's done more for people. He's done more for humanity than anyone else. He's like, he's given away hundreds of mil- billion dollars a year through the foundation, but you have to have the building blocks. It's and yeah. you know, I, I described it like a, like a, uh, a college bracket. Like you got all of the people on the side and then you go and it, it narrows things down. And if you get something wrong at the bottom or at yeah. the top, yes it manipulates everything else. Yeah, you know? so to your to, yeah, so we're going to have to go over the, the to your point, we're going to go over the foundations of thought involved with this because Taylor would tell you I don't like to say something unless it's been validated. <laughs> you know, I, I I absolutely have to make sure that before I because that's what I had to do in the Marines. Like I was literally responsible I was literally responsible for telling the news, hiding the news, and all this news that you've seen Chances are I literally had something to do with disseminating it out to you guys. But that's when I was doing it on a secret level. But there's a certain process to T's point where if, if we get that part wrong, then we just go too far too fast. And it does sound like, like a conspiracy versus saying, OK, look, here, use this reference point. Use this. We talked about this. Go back to this. Like I gave you the example of those two filters. You know, what don't you know? What don't you see? I see the comments in the side right here. And that's healthy conversation. That's how we should have these kinds of conversations, because I don't want to put bias in the lines. Because at the end of the day, I would be responsible for that. I don't want to be the fly ointment. You know, we, we have a nuclear yeah. reactor here, and one imperfection will will kill that reaction. So, and we're we're gonna go live in the group uh, linked every Friday, and we'll we'll probably put this in a podcast and share share it with you because I think we need to uncover some things. Mm-hmm. But Fred got lucky because he grew up in it and was trained in it, and at a certain point exited and and carried with him all of that knowledge. I got, I got lucky because when I started studying the Federal Reserve, that was probably my first. Yeah. Uh, that was probably my first thing where I'm like, the hell is going on? Like, the Federal Reserve is the fourth try. It's not controlled by America. It's controlled by some family. Like, what's going yep. on? That's a little weird. Then I then you put it away and you start reading history. And then you start noticing when, when, when I know what car I want, I start seeing them all on the road. And I can connect them all together. When you start learning history... History is the greatest filter of all time. This is yes. not unprecedented. We've been here before. Maybe, maybe I haven't personally because I'm a baby. You know, I was just born a couple years ago. But the world has been here before. And when you understand, when you understand how how history, how the machine has been put together, then you start meeting people that are smart, like Fred. And it's like, uh, that's true. I read that. And so 
that's that's part of the problem. If people don't understand. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing about it. So, because like, like I said something just on this recording, and I'm just kind of going, "Wow." I said almost thirty years since I've been out of the Marine Corps, and I think that you know that shows my age. And there are some people who are listening to this who haven't been around for thirty years. Molly says, "Do you think creature from Jackal Island theory is true?" Uh, it's not theory. It's <laughs> it's not theory. <laughs> yeah, you can, it, you can look it up. Like there's there's a Federal Reserve, and that is not controlled by. But well, it is now. It's controlled by the United States because he took it over. But yeah, which is a pretty big deal. Um, but we don't we don't have time to get into that. Y'all join the group, no. Fred. Any last any last questions or words you want to hit before we wrap up? Just uh, just take what you've you're, you've listened to here. Of course, use your own discernment. It's for entertainment purposes only, and uh, right. we just want to make know. sure we don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know nothing, so <laughs> no. But in in, in all, and what I want you guys really to do is that if you're listening to this, just really start sharing it. Do your own research. Um, again, we're available in the group if you want to start really talking and having these conversations because we're going to show you how far this rabbit hole really goes, and I'm super excited. All right, you're the man. See you guys. See ya. <laughs>